Chapter Five of Bill Bolton and Hidden Danger by Noel Saintsbury. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Berard. Chapter Five: Strange Doings at Turner's. The flipper pulled up at the side of the dirt road and stopped. Ezra Parker, behind the wheel, switched off the motor and likewise the lights patches of moonlight filtered through the interlocking branches that arched the grass-grown highway these silvery patches seemed but to deepen the velvety black of the woods after the noisy chugging of four ancient cylinders the silence of the forest was oppressive yonder's the road to tanna's ezra volunteered pointing toward a narrow track choked with weeds which led off to the right the house is two or three miles farther on i know i've been over it twice in a car and gee whiz it sure is a tough one to drive piped charlie from the back seat we've got to hop it now said bill hand me the extra rifle and come on followed by young evans he stepped down to the roadway so long fellows ezra bade them better watch your step when you get near tanis we will returned bill got the times fixed in your mind ezra and all the rest of the instructions you bet i'll write them down soon as i get home don't worry i won't let you fellows down he backed the car across the road swung round his front wheels and chugged off in the direction of clayton and that's that said bill i hope dad will approve said charlie bill's face took on a look of grim determination in the darkness it's just too bad if he doesn't don't shoulder that rifle charlie it's likely to hit a branch and go off hold it in the hollow of your arm like i'm carrying mine keep three or four paces behind me and remember no more talking until we are inside the garage if you see me drop down flop okay grunted the youngster on your way if anybody spots us it won't be my fault they strode down the road toward turner's for a mile or more neither the tall lad nor the short one uttered a word bill drank in the crisp cool night air pleasant after the dusty highway on either hand dense woods shut out the moonlight directly overhead however light filtered between the treetops flecking the overgrown trail with splotches of silver when they came to an open woodlot bill paused yes i think from what ezra said we go to the left here we'll see where it lands us shortly after passing around the field a dense wood of pines showed up against the moonlight on their right hand between them and the pines was a broad stone fence we'll hang out here for a few minutes bill remarked there's nothing like making quite certain if you hear anyone following charlie it means we were noticed in the car and we're probably in for a rousing time after an interval he got up and stretched himself gave a curt order and plunged abruptly into the heart of the woods bill had no idea how far they penetrated but they appeared to go forward for a good fifteen minutes before they struck upon a grass-grown avenue or drive among the trees and at the end of it they saw a clearing both lads stopped a gentle wind stirred in the treetops and above its rustle they suddenly heard the soft wash of the sea bill turned and charlie followed his gaze set back quite close to the woods 
amid overgrown lawns and shrubbery there glimmered in the pallid moonlight the outlines of a house turner's whispered bill as charlie came close it looked different from the air but i guess it's the place all right sure and there's the garage see it come along emerging stealthily from the trees he quickly glanced about crossed the path cut in behind a screen of shrubbery and made his way round the side of the house to the garage without hesitation he went forward pulled the right-hand door slightly ajar and slipped in with charlie at his heels the darkness closed in upon them just a moment and i'll be with you a cautious voice spoke nearby and bill recognized it as mr evans the door behind them shut with a slight click and bill felt one of his hands caught in a firm grasp charlie take bill's other hand we won't show a light just yet come this way they passed on until they came to what bill decided was a closet in one corner of the garage he heard mr evans open a door and at the same time he spoke again shut the door after you charlie and see that the lock snaps there are twelve steps down bill come along the youngster knows his way from here bill still grasping mr evans hand felt for the first step found it and descended after his guide on level ground once more he counted eighty-four paces and two turns in the dark tunnel before he was led up a flight of twenty-two steps at the farther end there came a pause followed by a click then he was pulled gently forward and his hand released he waited then a leaping shaft of light from a single unshaded lamp disclosed a large and soundly furnished room with books lining the walls and deep armchairs grouped about on a table in the centre were a large plate of sandwiches some glasses and several bottles of ginger ale me for that cried charlie his face shining in anticipation that boy's head is in his stomach declared mr evans but i suppose at his age i was always hungry too well i'm glad to see both of you i need your help bill because i can't drag in the police on this matter at least not yet they would spoil everything help yourself from the table lad before charlie gobbles all the sandwiches then tell me about your trip something happened to the car or did you think your plane would prove the more useful both said bill from the table where he was pouring himself a glass of ginger ale taking a couple of sandwiches he went over to an armchair and sank back in its comfortable depths your friends or enemies or whoever they are he went on munching as he talked are quite active around new canaan they made things hum for a while and wrecked your car into the bargain if their shooting hadn't been putrid you'd be minus a son now mr evans it's not my place to criticize but don't you think it was pretty risky sending a boy his age on such a dangerous undertaking mr evans started up from his chair in consternation you don't mean they tried to shoot the boy i certainly do mean just that the father put an arm about his son's shoulders and held him close the devils he muttered i've no idea they would dare resort to such methods if i had he never would have been sent and i don't blame you bill for thinking me a heartless parent if anything had happened to this boy but there's no sense in making excuses now tell me just what happened he carted charlie sandwiches and ginger ale over to his chair and deposited them there seating himself on the broad arm at his son's side 
well the first i knew of it began bill and continued with a recitation of their adventures since the thunderstorm had awakened him the night before when he had finished he got up to replenish his glass splendid i'm extremely proud of you both now tell me of the arrangements you've made with parker starting tomorrow night he is to fly the loaning over this property if he sees a light in the garage he will know that we want him he will then continue on his way out to sea for a few miles come back over twin heads and land in the harbor near the channel that leads out to the atlantic we will get in touch with him there in any case unless he is molested he is to wait on the water until daylight and if we do not need him what then why the garage will be dark and he'll go out to sea swing round and go back to clayton did you arrange any set time for his flights yes tomorrow he will be over this house at midnight the next night at one o'clock the night after at two and the following one at three then he starts all over again i arranged his trips in that order so that anyone spying would not be able to count on a set time mr evans nodded his approval that is very satisfactory bill you think parker is to be trusted of course i'm sure of it sir hope you don't think i met his salary at too high a figure i'll double it if he proves useful mr evans declared now get off my knee charlie while i pay bill back for what he has spent on my account he dug into a trousers pocket fished out a roll of bills and handed it to bill that's what i owe you and keep the balance for expenses you may need it before long thanks sir bill pocketed the money can you tell us something of what we're up against sir mr evans glanced at his watch goodness it's time you fellows were in bed i'll go into details bill after breakfast but dad we slept all day charlie expostulated never mind son you won't be the worse for a few hours more we'll all need clear wits in the morning beckoning the lads to follow he went to the door their feet echoed on the polished tiles of the hall a vast place which looked like a black cavern above them the dim shape of a wide staircase beyond following mr evans lead they mounted the stairs his flashlight flickering on the thick carpet and heavy oak banisters in the corridor above he stopped and flung open a door they entered a large square bedroom twin beds stood against opposite walls and heavy dark hangings concealed the windows these curtains mr evans drew back and through the shutters there gleamed the faint gray light of a waning moon a solitary night owl made eerie music in the woods sleep well said charlie's father i'll call you two at seven we'll have breakfast and i'll explain my problem to you good night good night dad good night sir mr evans departed with a wave of his hand i forgot to say he added putting his head inside the door again if you wake earlier than seven don't raise a row no bursting into happy song charlie he grinned at his son nodded and was gone bill sat down on his bed and took off his shoes i wonder why he warned us about noise he remarked as he struggled with a nod ask me something easy yawned charlie you'll soon find out that there's more hush stuff about this house than there is at a funeral cheerful simile grunted bill he dropped a shoe stripped off his outer garments and got into bed wearing his underclothes 
he was dreaming of masked foes who kept climbing up from airy depths to creep on him unawares when one of these fiends clutched him by the shoulder suddenly he found himself sitting up in bed shaking with a terror of nightmare are you dead or what charlie stood beside him and leaned over to shake him again through partly opened shutters daylight streamed into the room i'm awake said bill with an effort what time is it anyway nearly nine o'clock that's why i'm worried i just woke up myself dad hasn't called us or come near us yet do you suppose something has happened to him bill bill jumped out of bed wait till i get some clothes on then we'll find out end of chapter five